You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. I mean, how can America be a racist place if most people didn't own slaves? You know that part in the Constitution about Black people being worth 60% of a white person? That was just a political deal between the North and the South. America is not a racist country. Well, that's why I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that will explain why every American was a slave catcher. So, you know, when people say, you know, America was built on white supremacy and America is a racist country, the most common example they use is the three-fifths clause, right? The clause in the Constitution that says that people who are enslaved are 60% or three-fifths the value of a white person. Now, remember that three-fifths clause, it, it was a, a political compromise to get the Southern states to co-sign the Constitution. And one of the things that we hardly ever point out is that three-fifths compromise, it was just one racist part, the Constitution that says, hey, we're not even gonna even discuss ending the slave trade until 20 years from now. Right? That was a clause in the Constitution. When they signed the Constitution, they know that it would be another generation before they even looked at the issue of slavery. America, the first generations of Americans were all complicit in slavery because they lived in a country that says, look, even if we think it's wrong, they're still going to be involved in slavery. They're still going to be part of a slave nation. But there was another provision in the Constitution that I think is the most valid argument for why this country was built on white supremacy. And it is the Fugitive Slave Clause. But what the Fugitive Slave Clause does is make every American a slave catcher. You might not own slaves, but if you were American, you had to be a slave catcher. If you believed in the Constitution or had to abide by the Constitution, if you believed in the Bill of Rights, if you believed in the things that this country was founded on, then you conceded that you were a slave catcher. Well, what is the Fugitive Slave Clause? Well, here's the text. No person held to service or labor in one state under the laws thereof, escaping into another, shall, in consequence of any law or regulation therein, be discharged from such service or labor, but shall be delivered up on claim of the party to whom such service or labor may be due. What that means is, if you live in a free state, if you live where black people aren't enslaved, as an American, that American shall not just tell on them, not just comply with the authorities, but that person shall be delivered up on claim of the party to whom such service or labor may be due. Every American is a slave catcher. Now, what does that mean in practicality, right? Well, what it means is that it compels Americans to comply with slavery. Everybody. If you move from Georgia to Massachusetts because you didn't believe in slavery, you couldn't get away from it because you were compelled by the constitution upon which this country was founded to deliver upon claim of the party 
the person who they enslaved. It didn't matter, right? So every American had that duty, right? That's what you accepted when you became an American. Well, how did it work? Okay, so here are some examples. There are some great examples, right? Take Boston, for instance. So in Boston, there were abolitionist societies who helped people escape to freedom. But when those people went to court, the abolitionist societies would disappear because they knew that it was their duty as an American to comply when someone who was a slave owner presented a legal case for that slave. As a matter of fact, here's how the Fugitive Slave Clause came to be, right? If you notice, like slave, they always say slavery is not in the Constitution. That's really important in the Fugitive Slave Clause because what the Fugitive Slave Clause originally said was that if a person was legally held to service or labor in one state. And the founders didn't want to put legally held in there. They wanted it to say held in service under the laws of that state. And that's what they changed it to, right? So the federal constitution didn't approve of slavery. Not really though, because what they said is the laws of the state. Now that's an important clause, right? Seems like a real parsing distinction, but it's an important clause in his why. So if you read the constitution, all of the stuff in the constitution that are not written down, all of the rights that you believe a person should have, what the constitution says is those rights should be given back to the states. But the constitution doesn't say the states, right? If you read through the constitution, the people are equivalent with the state, right? That's why all rights not enumerated, it's called the enumeration clause in the constitution, shall be given back to not the states, the states equal the people in the constitution. That's the whole claim of states' rights advocates. That was the whole claim of segregationists. If the constitution did forbid it, then states could pass segregation laws, Jim Crow laws, any kind of laws because those lights were retained by the people, meant the states. They said the people. So if the states had laws that allowed slavery, what they were saying is the people were slave owners. The people, even in free states, had the responsibility to deliver upon the slave owner, the person who was fugitive from slavery. Every American was a slave owner. Let's take that even further. Past slavery. Because, you know, the 13th Amendment did not outlaw slavery. It outlawed involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime. So even after we outlawed involuntary slavery, involuntary servitude, or what we call slavery, for most people, you could still be enslaved as punishment for a crime. Well, who writes those laws to punish people for crimes? Who determines that? The people, the states. If you commit a crime under state law, you could be enslaved according to the Constitution, except as punishment for a crime. All Americans are slave owners, right? Because we still punish people and sentence them to involuntary servitude as a punishment for a crime. But it's not just state laws. 
1988, right, there was a Supreme Court case called U.S. versus Kosminski. So these two white dudes had enslaved two mentally challenged black people on their farm. They didn't pay them. They paid them $15 a month, which is not paid. And this didn't happen like right after slavery. This happened in 1988. And they were sentenced for doing it, but not under the constitutional laws. As a matter of fact, they took it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says, nah, they're not in slaves. What U.S. versus Kosminski said was that the jury had been improperly instructed as to the nature of involuntary servitude under the Constitution, because even though they held them against their will, the Constitution allowed them to do that because the men could not understand the law that gave them the right to be free. So if you don't know the Constitution, you can be enslaved. That's a big old loophole, right? That not all situations, so the Supreme Court said, which labor is compelled by physical coercion or force of law, violate the 13th Amendment. That's what the Supreme Court of the United States says. We live in a country where slavery is still legal. Every American is a slave catcher. And how does this play out in real time? Well, think about police. You ever heard, seen a story where the police like shoot somebody in the back and you wonder like, why didn't they just let the dude get away? Like if a dude gets out of a car and runs away from the police, police can shoot them in the back because every American is a slave catcher. If it's a fugitive, you got to catch him. The Constitution compels you to do that. As a matter of fact, the Constitution makes all of us slave catchers. If you right now, were at home and you knew someone who, for instance, was guilty of a crime or escaped from prison where they had involuntary servitude, you would be compelled by law to tell the authorities because you are a slave catcher. You, as an American, are a slave catcher. And that's why we have conspiracy charges. That's why we have withholding evidence charges. That's why the police who were founded as slave catchers can shoot people in the back because their job has never changed. They are slave catchers. And we got to catch them slaves and send them to the slave camps that we call prisons. Why do I call prisons slave camps? Because except in the commission of a crime, they can be enslaved. There's that big old loophole again. And that's why every American is a slave catcher. That's why you have to pay taxes to support institutions which enslave people and that's why you gotta keep listening to the griot daily that's why you gotta tell your friends about this podcast that's why you gotta download that griot app and that's why we end every episode with a black saying and today's black saying is slavery ain't legal anymore unless of course it is we'll see you next time on the griot daily if you like what you heard please give us a five-star review download the griot app subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com. You are now listening to The Grio's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. <laughs>
The 80s gave us unforgettable songs from Bob Marley, De La Soul, and Public Enemy. I'm a black man, and I can never be a veteran. Being Black the 80s is a podcast docuseries hosted by me, Torre, looking at the most important issues of the 80s through the songs of the decade. A decade when crack kingpins controlled the streets, but lost their humanity. You couldn't be like no soft, smiling, happy-go-lucky drug dealer. You had to suppress that. It was a time when disco was part of gay liberation. It provided the information to counter narratives that were given to gay people by the straight world. This is the funkiest history class you'll ever take. Join me, Torre, for Being Black the 80s on the Grio Black Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts.